Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. But just barely. Welcome to episode 17 of Smart Enough to Know Better. I'm Dan. And I'm Greg. And we're here to explain to you everything involved with science, comedy, and ignorance. Ah, uh, probably the other way around. Ignorance, then comedy, and then science. But we've got help this week. Do we? Yes. Good lord, we do. From this man here. And uh, he looked at me and said, you're an atheist. I said, yeah. And I said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, what do you do when you're sad? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what do you do when you're sad? <laughs> There'll be a bit more from him later in the program. Probably a lot more. It's very exciting to have him. That was a mystery guest. Yes. Can we say his name? Can we? Huh? Can we? No, no. We can leave it as a surprise. Sizzle, sizzle. But listen to that voice. Hear that voice? Yammering and screeching from us. That that was a sexy voice. Yeah, it sounded like like an earthquake. That's right. In my my love soul. So I had a bit of an epiphany the other day. Good Lord. Apparently you're not supposed to look at the sun. <laughs> no. 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 And you know what's really bad at looking at the sun? Uh, it, yes. It damages it hurts your eyes. Like... No, no, no. But it doesn't, though. It doesn't. You, the time you start feeling it, it's already done a lot of damage to you. There are no nerves inside your eyes that feel the pain. So ah. once, once it's done the damage, there's other things behind your eyes going, Hey, it's getting a bit hot. What's Ooh. I doing? And so you go, don't look at the sun, kids. It's, yeah. Don't look at the sun. So, uh, Dan, have you looked at the sun? Yes. Chad! What are we talking about? You've been staring at Chad. Staring at Chad? Oh. What we named the Earth's sun? That's Chad. Of course. I have been staring at it. Well, not staring at it, but I've been thinking about staring at it. Right. Because uh, it occurred to me that when the sun is on your face, it doesn't burn your face within seconds. No. And when you look at it, then the outside of your eyeball doesn't burn, but it's because there's a lens in your eye and it focuses the light on your retina, yeah. like an ant under a magnifying glass. Also, the inside bits of your body are not meant to be subject to the same things of the outside bits of your body. True, true. You're quite opaque, most of you is opaque, but then you're suddenly not because you have these big glassy eye things like, that let you in quite deep into your head. Yeah. Always bad. Yeah. Though, here's a weird thing, there's a part of your brain, and I think it's the pineal gland, that may be wrong, but it's a part of your brain that is light sensitive, even though that it never sees light. How's that for weirdness? As in, when they cut your head open, and as in they, as in random strangers or hobos, Yep. I mean, neurosurgeons, then they open your head up and they actually put a light. It will register the fact that the light's gone on it, like, almost like you have a little third eye <gasps> inside your brain. Ooh. Well, not really. Bit but of trepanning? Yeah, yeah, but it's, well, we can do it later on. We'll try. We'll release the pressure in your head. Hooray! Uh, but it's, yeah, isn't that weird? You have a part of your brain that registers light. Hmm. Strange. But yeah, sorry, you're staring re- weirdly at the sun. Okay. And, and it occurred to me that a big part of the problem is that it's like an ant under a magnifying glass. Mm. It actually focuses focuses the light. So I thought if you had someone with good vision and someone with really awful vision looking at the sun, <laughs> the person with good vision would just go and just burn up, pop in their in their eye, and the person with crap vision could could actually uh. look stare at it for longer before I think doing the, a yeah, huge amount of damage. Fair enough. I think that longer would be milli or microseconds longer. The difference, no, the difference in focal length, it. your focal length in your eye between a person who has sharp vision and non-sharp vision would be so small that the, instead of being to a point that's so many millimeters across, it might instead of being one millimeter across, it might be three millimeters across. But you can't burn an ant 
with if you're out by a and centimeter and a half. Once again, an ant is designed to have sunlight beat down on it. It's the outside part of the animal, not the inside uh, part now, of the animal. The back of it, the back of the eye is designed to have light on it all the time. Well, but, lots of the time, but not sunlight. But no, the difference but it, all light is just bounced sun. Well, no, that's not true. But <laughs> lots of the light we see is just bounced sunlight. Yes. It's reflected light. Yes, and that's yes. So what you're trying you to look say- at a white wall and you're yes, not- okay. So we, we, I, we have a white wall here. Look at the white wall, Dan. You're trying to tell me that because it's reflected sunlight, that's the same amount of output that the sun is putting out. It's not the same amount, but uh, it is. It's not like the the subdermis. It is has evolved to deal with. There's a something called of light. there's something called intensity here that yes. you're not taking into account. So yes, okay, Dan. Then I can come up to you now, and I'm going to do it. Hang on, I'm going to walk up to you now, and I'm going to do something to your body. Okay, a tiny little. I, I just, I just took my fist and 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 put my fist, quite, well, not hard, tapped Dan against his, his, his epidermis. He and he just smiled. You've become he, very patronising. And, and now, and now, I'm going to just walk over to Dan again. I'm going to do something else. No, 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 no. Ah! So there's this thing called intensity, Dan, but we're not advocating it. I'm not. You, you can advocate whatever you like, but I am not advocating anyone should go, I'm going to try this because I've got look, bad vision. What I'm advocating is uh, that old people should look at the sun and not worry at all. Right, I see. Yeah, good. Thanks, Dan. That's, um, that's a good start to the podcast. <laughs> Magnificent feast. Food fit for a king? <coughs> Where is the royal food taster? Oh, here I am, my lord, ready to do thy bidding. Tastest of mine bread. Oh, of course, my lord. <coughs> Sounds! Assassins in the kitchen! No, my lord. I'm okay. You are poisoned! No, my lord. Tis but mine gluten allergy. Allergy? Yes, my lord. It happens all the time. Ah, so the bread is safe to eat. Yes, my lord. And and, and now to try the bechamel sauce. Mm, mm, Yes, it it is very good, my lord. Oh, oh, oh. He is undone! To arms! No, no, my lord. Stay thy hand. Never! Someone has murdered my favorite food taster. It's my lactose intolerance. Seriously? That, that, that doesn't sound pleasant. Oh, it will be worse in four hours or so. Too much information! My apologies, my lord. And I'll just try your salad. Infidels! They have struck down my food taster! That salad is tainted! No, no, my lord. Tell me, are there, are there any peanuts in the salad? Well, yes, it's, it's a salad and peanut salad. It's, it's my favorite. Oh, and, and a wise choice at that, my lord. Very tasty. Naught but the best for thy king. If it pleases the king, one would take leave to indulge in an epinephrine pen. Of course, because... <laughs> the pen is mightier <laughs> than the sword. Isn't that right, food taster? Food taster. Hello. Food taster? Oh, uh, can somebody please get the food taster, the epinephrinerian, the epinephrinerian, the, the, I'll just get a sword. Our guest interview is, is Dan, who is it?
It's Mr. George Frab from Yay! the Geologic Podcast. So the Geologic Podcast is a podcast about uh, skepticism and his own life and his thoughts on things. Mm, musician he's a musician. Well. He's an amazing drummer. That's right. He's he late- can play like 4-4 four, four in one hand and 3-4 in the other. Madness. Uh, that sounds like magic to then, me. Then he'll change the 4-4 four, four into 7-8. What the heck? No, <laughs> it's... it's Ugh. It's crazy. It my little mind. But so he's a multi-instrumentalist. I can he only play one one. <laughs> I can the, the one one time thing. Great, row. Yeah, great for row. rowing across the North row. Sea. <laughs> row. Row. I'm in this Row. 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 No syncopation. Everyone stop harmonizing. How do you harmonize with a drum? Shut up and row. Row. Harmonizing. Row. I know nothing about music. No, no, I love, I love all these guys in the big music. biking helmets going, Show me the way to go home. Ah. I'm tired me the way oh. to go. And do it oh. in the round. Oh. <laughs> they should do that. Let's do it now. Let's, you start. Show me the way to go Show home. me the way to go I'm tired home. and I want to go to I'm bed. I'm and I want to it Well, <laughs> I want to rape and peel I wish I knew where I'm going. And I, I make it off some guy's head. That's awful. You know, maybe we should just go to the uh, interview. Welcome to the interview segment of the podcast and to possibly the biggest name star <gasps> we've ever had. It's awesome. He's very large. Mr. George Trab from the Geologic Podcast. Well, my goodness. Hello, gentlemen. Well, if I'm your biggest star, then you have much work to do. We do. We have wow. the world to conquer. But thank you very yes. much for yeah, coming on to us. We, we've jumped up from D-list to C-list. <laughs> yes, wow. D-plus. 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 Yes. Oh, that's fair enough. And yes. he's humble, too. Look at that. Right. Excellent. Now, Mr. George Trab is a musician, multi-instrumentalist. He is a podcaster. He is a skeptic from Geologic Podcast. Uh, some of our listeners probably have heard of his podcast and probably listened to it as well. Hello to the people who may be joining us for the first time, of course. So you're, you, you play a lot of different instruments. Yes. Yes. But d- you started on the drums, did you? Drums were the yeah. Drums were the main thing. Drums were my first uh, instrument that I sort of studied officially. My dad was my first teacher when I was seven years old. My father's a, a drummer as well. He's been in the same band for I think it's fifty two years now actually. Wow. And yeah, it's really cool. And he was my first teacher. I just sort of wanted to learn an instrument, and he said, "Well, what about drums?" And I said, "Fine." So uh, did that for uh, quite a while, and then through the start of college, end of high school, start of college, I kind of picked up guitar which then led me to sort of playing bass, and uh, there were no bass players in college, so I always had to sort of play bass for all the jazz ensembles. And then recently I've kind of been putzing around more officially with piano and things like that. So, French horn, you know, I, I did, accordion. That's right. Sure, Ethiopian nose flute, whatever, ah, you know. It's oh, all yes, the same. Gentle strains yeah. of the nose flute. Yes, just, just carving yes. out a, a sheep and blowing in How the How about the Vuvuzela? Are you a Vuvuzela enthusiast? Oh, Vuvuzela, yes. yes. Yeah, the, yeah, it's tremendously it's fun. A, it's, I saw this great website that told you how to EQ out the Vuvuzela uh, sound from your TV <laughs> when you're watching the, the, you know, the World Cup or whatever it was. And it actually... It actually it was it was neat. It worked because you could, you could, with a with a with a, like a twelve band EQ, you could totally get that tone out. It was pretty neat. <laughs> It'd be really quiet though. All you'd hear is a sort of a the, the, the occasional yeah, and then nothing for ten minutes, and then ooh, and then someone's screaming right. goal. Well, that's yep. the trick with EQs is that you only take a single what, a frequency out. Is this right? right? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I hope you know that you can find a certain kind of a range of sound, and you remove that slight range or, or modify it somewhat. So yeah. I'm so, actually a little bit nervous, Dan. You, you're the guy who edits the podcast, and you're asking what an <laughs> EQ is. I, I mean, I thought I was the clueless one. I'm a little bit disturbed now. I just actually. hit the EQ button and I, I press stuff until it works. <laughs> like a monkey. That's right. We actually recorded a million podcasts and only one in a million actually have worked. That's always good. So, the infinite monkey theory. It's a good approach. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I write my shows as well. I have monkey interns actually. Oh, excellent. Oh, it's very yeah. good. Well, we have to so ask much a question. Cheaper. We here at um, Smart Enough to Know Better have a, uh, a comedy blimp. We talk about how we're high in the skies above, above Brisbane or whatever city we're in, which has actually only been in Brisbane so far. So actually, he's breaking down before it gets to I the know, city it's limits. A stupid, stupid blimp. So does Geologic Podcast have a, have a comedy vehicle that you use or just a podcasting vehicle? Well, we do have the, the, the headquarters, which is sort of a, uh, a, a large underground bunker. It's a multi-level underground bunker, which says, I, I think see. it, it, it I've lost count. I think it's 17 floors we have here. Uh. There's the cafeteria, there's the pool. It's kind of like the TARDIS, but, uh, but actual size. Nice. I see. Yeah, so we have that here. I, I, so, I oh, had this mental go. image of you just... There it is. He's holding yes. a TARDIS in his hand. Oh, yeah, good point. You can't see this. Dear listener, I'm yes. now holding the TARDIS in my hands. There we go. And it is rotating in the correct... It is. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> Look at that. I just had Wonderful. the mental image of you driving around like River Phoenix in that film. <laughs> where just broadcasting pirate oh, that's stuff right. from the back Pump of Pump up the volume. That's the one. From the 80s, Possibly yes. Not River Phoenix. Oh, no, no, that's, no, no, that's no. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Christian Slater, Dan. Yes. Come on, get with the yes. Poor man's River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Well, I thought you were mentioning River Phoenix and the... The one where he was very young, and uh, he travels around in that bubble. That bubble that he created with his computer, with his, like, Commodore 64 oh, computer. Oh, was that him? In, uh, 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 the Explorers? Co- the Explorers or something? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. no, no, no. Flight, Explor- Flight of the Navigator? No, no, no. Explorers. No. Explorers. 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 Okay. I think the Explorers, yeah. yeah I read the book. I, I would, yeah. The book was much more I'm blue. working on that. The book? Yeah, yeah. The I, book had nudity in it. That's a bit weird. Yeah. I just realized something, George. The only yes. thing our comedy blimp could not get to is an underground bunker. Oh. Well, then, you, you can have the skies, and I will have the earth. That's, uh, done. That's all right, then. <laughs> you split the world up nice. between us. And we, the comedy we, giants agree. <laughs> Wonderful. We separated the firmament. Excellent. From the skies. Good to hear. I do have a, uh, a VW Golf, which is loaded with a, an incredible amount of gear, which, uh, as I pull up to venues... Is that a euphemism for dork- drugs? Yes. Loaded with gear. <laughs> we don't mention that. If only. Time. If only. Yeah, no, it's something much more valuable. No, whenever <laughs> I pull up to a venue, they're, like people that are standing watching me unpack are just shocked at how much crap I actually fit into, into this. Into so this it's car. a musical clown car. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a drum set, a drum riser, a PA, speakers, speaker stands, merchandise, and, and the passenger seat is still open as well. So it's, That's it. it's, quite a, it's like a Tetris, Tetris exercise <laughs> when I pack this thing. The, just imagine you get the last stand in. No, don't put the last stand in. Bloop. Everything vanishes. Damn it, damn That's the it. Tetris car <laughs> to hell. That's my profits for the exactly. whole night. Gone. <laughs> Now, you uh, learned the guitar. Uh, I'm trying to learn the guitar. <gasps> getting there. He is. Getting there. Oh, okay. It's sweet. Look at that, calluses. Oh. That's it. Good. Diligence. Diligence, my friend. Yes, and I, and that's what I did. I, I sat down, I, I watched crappy tutorials on YouTube, and I, I spent time practicing stuff over and over again, and it's a little bit satisfying to learn little bits and pieces of songs, but it, it's not like being a rock star on the first day. You don't sort of step no. in. No. 
get into it and stuff. That's why, but, you, that's why you do Guitar Hero, where you can be the rock star on the first day. This, by pressing four buttons. Yeah. This is what Boo. I want to talk about. <laughs> have you played Rockstar? I have never played Rockstar or Band in a Box or whatever they're mm. called. I, is I that because I you know that when you step up, it, you're going to do really badly and everyone's going to go, oh, yeah, you're supposed to play the guitar. There's two things, yeah. First off, because the the interface is so contrary to how the how the guitar actually works, yeah. in terms of what I know, in terms of you know the the the, the te- technical aspects of playing guitar. So yeah, number one, I would stink at it, which would be annoying. Mm-hmm. Number two, I have a, a strange kind of a selective compulsive thing that if I were to start playing a video game like that, you probably wouldn't see me for nine months, <laughs> and I would emerge in some kind of you know Howard Hughes like tissue box encrusted oh. state. So I, I don't even start because I know I'm, I'm, it's a very strange thing that I, when I start something like that, I have to be able to really excel at it to an, un, an unhealthy detrimental way. So I kind of stay away. And the third thing was that I saw some footage recently of uh, one of my favorite bands, Rush, mm. playing garage band or whatever, playing the song Tom Sawyer. Yep. And they got like a 22%. So <laughs> I thought, okay, you know what? I, and it was great footage. It was one, it was on the uh, Colbert Report, which is, I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's sort of, okay. They were back. It was a backstage footage of them, you know, trying to play their own song and failing miserably at it. So that was fun to watch, but I, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to, um, although I understand that one of the games now, I don't know which one, but, but can use an actual guitar with me. This is the game mm. that I was about to refer to. It's a game called right. Rocksmith and it comes out in a month. Ooh. And ah. You just, you get your guitar with a pickup yeah. or an electric guitar you plug it right. in and it plugs into your Xbox or your PlayStation and it could pick up and change your analog mm-hmm. data sure. into digital sure, sure. data. Yeah, yeah. And then it sits there and it teaches you how to play your own guitar. Yeah, that's fantastic. That, no, that I'm all it's, for. It's yeah. terrible because I worked hard <laughs> to learn the guitar and uh, now a bunch of snot-nosed kids are going to come out and they're going to have fun doing it. I see. And then they're going to be better than I am. Yeah, I see. That's, it's all about Dan, you see. You must understand this, George. Yeah, it's all about Dan. yeah. And how he's you know, it's funny. It's it, when I was learning, you know, drums or, or, or you know, any any instrument when I when I was starting years ago. I look at a resource like YouTube, and I look at you, Dan, and I say, "You jerk! You had YouTube. You could go on YouTube. I didn't have YouTube. Uh, um, uh, you know what I mean?" So it's like the 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 uh, resources that are available are always going to be changing, and uh, it's mm. the people that put in a certain amount of diligence that get that get hopefully decent at it. So don't don't fret too much. I just love the fact. Don't fret too much. I just love the fact you just called him a jerk, George. I appreciate that. <laughs> Did you get that? So cool. Yeah. That. You, you would have been recording music for a while. What's it like to sort of imprint it on a Bakelite cylinder? Is, is yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, you know, when I was done taking my daguerreotype photos, I would go and yeah, record onto a wax cylinder. And coming up next. No, I had a little lamb. Its fleece was white. Yeah. I do have kind of a museum of arcane recording equipment upstairs. Ooh. You know, I have a closet. I, I, it's very hard for me to throw away equipment, even if it's sort of, I don't use it anymore and I never will use it anymore. There's just something about gear. Like, I, I, it's very hard to throw <laughs> out a guitar. It's very hard to throw out. I have a cassette multi-channel recorder, the very first kind of official <laughs> thing that I bought. You know, it, wow. this was this was in 1993. Was that like an 8-track? <laughs> Eight track oh. on on a standard cassette. You could put a regular cassette in there. It wasn't wow. that. It wasn't. That's it was impressive. great. That, that's a punchline. And line. I still, 
No, I, and there's on uh, my album Vitriol, there's two tracks that I recorded on this machine. Oh, wow. Um, kind of gorilla sound. And I've done a couple things where I've flown in some guitar solos using that very machine. But, you know, I have, I mean, there's a, there's a four track recorder, four track cassette recorder. There's all kinds of stuff. And, <laughs> and now that I have an iPad with GarageBand on it, mm. I mean, it's, you know, it's complete Star Trek craziness. I was going to wonder about that. I mean, some people sort of say, oh, when I listen to records, I only listen to them on vinyl because it's a superior quality. And I always wonder, how can that be? Do you feel that the more modern technology is better, as in for, just for fidelity for listening? Or, or have we lost something with the older technology? Yeah, there's, there's, that's a big debate. As the technology gets better, what we end up hearing is more representative of what it actually sounds like. Mm. The problem is, is that the analog recording equipment colored the sound in such a pleasing way that <laughs> we presumed that that was how things sound, whereas that's not how things sound. So the warming nature of analog recording affects the sound of whatever, of the human voice, of a sax, of a guitar, of a band. Mm in such a pleasing way that when you remove that and you actually recorded what things actually sound like to us being used to years and years of the Led Zeppelin records mm. or whatever on vinyl, yeah. it sounded brittle and harsh. Now there are ways to simulate that analog <laughs> signal using digital and you know stuff. And it's wonderful. And that's kind of the best of both worlds. And that technology gets better and better and better. It, it, it is quite numbing, not just auto, you know, auto tune, the auto tune mm. debate on vocals and things like that. Mm. The fact that you can now in post-production modify live performances to an extent where not only is it completely different from what was done as a performance, but that its manipulation is in essence invisible. Mm. You know, it used to always be, you know, I, I can still kind of hear auto tune. I can still hear edits. I can still hear stuff, you know, cause I, I just, I'm always looking for those kind of things and I can hear it, but there, there is some stuff now I've heard samples. I've heard examples of, Oh, this, you know, pitch was changed or this, this one section of this one song was slowed down or mm. sped up. And it is, you know, very, very difficult to hear. So the technology you know, it, it, it colors it in some way. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, well, garage, I, I was the never... new version of GarageBand is great for that because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible at getting everything to sync up. Mm. So you just go through afterwards and you just tweak it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't sync yeah. that note for long enough. I'm an, I'm an eighth of a second behind. I just stretch sure. it out. The, the, um, it's sort of the equivalent of, of me singing in the shower and sounding brilliant and going, I sound like a genius, and then standing in front of a, a group of people and going, ah, and everyone goes, oh, you sound awful. Yeah. And, I, and you're not dressed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Covered in soap. Yeah, and you're, and you're, and you're dry. That's well, no, yeah, but the, uh, so. the, the yeah, that's a perfect example. I mean, when you're in the shower, what what in essence makes the shower sound good is the fact that you are surrounded by tile and you are in a reverberant atmosphere. So mm. you are, your your voice doesn't sound the way it actually sounds. It's being modified with some reinforcement of uh, copacetic sound waves, mm. reverb, mm. echo. So it sounds sonorous and full, and you think, wow, this sounds co great. Co you step out of the shower, and it doesn't sound like sound. that. That's what Dan was thinking. Copacetic sound waves. It's actually That's been one of the most terrible <laughs> things, doing this podcast and then being invited onto radio and, and doing sort of radio bits now. We sort of moved into going into radio and hearing my voice back going, yeah. oh, my God. Because in my oh, head, really? I, I, I sound quite deep and, and sort of sexy voiced in my own head. My, my brain software edits me quite nicely, thank you. But when you hear it through my ears, I go... I thought I had a more Clark Gable quality to my voice. <laughs> I still want to, I want to develop an app or some kind of a system that 
you record your voice and it, in essence, sort of, you put in the, you know, your head measurements and your height and your weight. And so that when it plays back, <laughs> it sounds the way you hear it in your head. So all of the people in your life that know your voice yes. will be able to hear your voice the way you hear it in your head. Now I've, I've been recording my voice for so long. I mean, since I was, I mean, almost concurrent with learning to play drums, mm. I would record my voice on little cassette recorders at the library, at school, or whatever, mm. which it always, I always sounded like this, by the way. I was seven years old and I had this, this <laughs> deep voice, which is very unsettling when you hear these old recordings of me. I think I need to take a nap now, mother. You know, it's, it's very strange. <laughs> so my recorded voice, I just, I know what that voice is. Mm. So I'm quite used to it. So I don't really remember like that first time of, oh boy, do I sound like that? But you know, people that do start podcasts or whatever, it it, mm. it is quite different. It's quite abrupt. Yeah. I but never I listen fascinated to myself, to know. even when I'm talking out loud. I I, 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 <laughs> I learned very early yes. on. I've got nothing. You just always wear the say. headphones, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. that's smart. What we got told? Um, one of the one of the people we were interviewing us said we had a forty minute conversation, but I'm going to edit out about twenty minutes of it. And I said, oh, so you'll get rid of all the garbling and the screeching? He said, oh no, I'm leaving in the garbled screeching. That's the fun <laughs> bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, that, of course, great. Thanks. So the question I wanted to bring up with the podcast today, you're American, we're Australian, and so we come from sort of similar cultures. I mean, they're, they're sort of cousin cultures to each other, sort of Western civilization sort of cultures. But I think from talking to a few Americans and from North Americans especially, that right. there's a different world when it comes to science and religion and how those two things interact in the US and Australia. So I was wondering sort of how did you come to your religious views or non-views or however you want to put it, beliefs, unbeliefs? Because, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a total atheist and I have been for quite a long time. Dan, you're pretty much an atheist as well. No, I'm, yep. I'm an atheist. <laughs> Damn it, I was trying don't, to get... Don't, no. <laughs> Just I'm not some sort of spent sitter. I know, that's right, that's true. So I was just wondering, sort of, how did you come to, the, to, your, to your standing on this sort of position? Well, it's been a, both a quick journey and a long journey. It's interesting that this is all sort of uh, a lot of stuff happened around when I was like seven or eight years old. Uh, I, I've told this story on, on numerous different sort of po podcasts, but I very early on didn't understand the, the idea of praying. I was raised Catholic, so I, I, I was going to church. I was, you know, I ended up being an altar boy eventually and all that kind of stuff. So I knew all the Ukrainian Catholic, which is a very Byzantine Right. So lots of gold, lots of incense. I always see Catholic as being the really weird one. Magisterium and all that kind no, no, of no, no, stuff. It's, but it's more than um, that. That's the, uh, sort of yeah, the Eastern, yeah, I know. The East, yeah, the Eastern, almost the Russian Orthodoxy kind of feel. Swinging stuff yes, and, and smoke and, yeah. and crazy hats. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. You eventually realize that this is all just kind of, you know, it's advertising for the afterlife to a certain degree of like, you know, the church is this. We've got the best the trailer hats. for heaven is what it is. It's this representation of if you guys kind of say like this is this is heaven on earth sort of. I mean, all the gold, all the opulence, which is so anathema or so different from yeah. what, you know, Eastern European peasantry is used to seeing. So that you were, you know, the same it doesn't have to be Eastern European, but that's kind of my, my background. So that means, but that's, the senses that would be, this is what heaven will smell like. You won't smell like dirt, poo and potatoes. You'll smell like beautiful, <laughs> exactly. you'll smell like beautiful perfumes. Exactly. Right, right. So, yeah. And, and here's the gold and here's the stuff that you can't even imagine. And this is, you know, yeah, life is crap now, but when you, mm. when you're gone, eventually mm -hmm. this is what you can have. If you <laughs> give us a 10th of your money and you do this, you do this, you do that. So that kind of really quickly became apparent to me. So the idea of the religious 
Catholic God didn't make much sense. Praying didn't make much sense. The idea of some prayers are answered, some some aren't. Mm-hmm. And some people that could be asking for opposite things, that was the, the clincher for me. How two people praying for opposite things might both deserve that thing. And, and at some point, the big G has to make a decision. And how does he do that? And why is that considered fair? And, <laughs> And I never got a decent answer. Uh, especially when he was the one who put forward exactly. the problem in the first place. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Lord, that was it. please yeah. save me from this cancer that you gave okay. me on purpose. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. I would read, uh, we have a, a, a magazine. I don't know if you know if it still exists or not, but it's called Reader's Digest. Oh, yes. Which yes. would be kind of just, you know, a collection of, I'm sure there's some equivalent, yeah, for you guys, the, the collection of it's, stories. It's actually there's always the Reader's Digest. Called, Oh, excellent. Nice. <laughs> Just the font's upside down. But yes, no, um, the, we had to turn uh, it over to read it, obviously. Yes. Right, right, right. Uh, drama <laughs> in real life was always the, you know, fun story section where it would be, mm. it would be someone, it was the, you know, equivalent of, uh, you know, a, a Bear Grylls episode, but, mm. you know, oh, in, yes. in print in 1970, whatever, five. And invariably this person would be in some monstrous situation on a cliff mm. being attacked by you know a dozen eagles uh, while on fire mm. and they would say i you know at that moment i knew i could feel you know god's presence and that he would get me through this and i would always scream at the magazine yeah yeah his, his fiery talents <laughs> touching me from above right like if he really was looking out for you, like he wouldn't put you in that situation to begin with, you know. It's actually strange, George. Very young. That 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 was very contrarian to me. So, sorry, George. So that, you and I so, must be roughly the same age because uh, I used to pour through those magazines looking for those very stories. Because I, the one I remember was a, a fire, a woman on a fire truck who got trapped underneath it and was like torn to pieces, without going into too much detail, but torn to pieces underneath the, t- the, t- the fire truck and then calling for help and calling to God for help. And that was one of the moments when I was quite young going, once again, that's, as you just said, it just seems a really odd thing to do with, well, couldn't he have stepped in before she was like torn in half by the fire truck? But also, right, as, as right. I was 10 or something, I was really excited by this woman being torn in half by a fire truck. I was a bloodthirsty kid. What can I say? Oh, no, sure. Yeah, the, the prurient aspect of, yeah, this guy having to saw his own leg off so mm. he can eat it, you know, or whatever, was awesome. But, <laughs> but the thing of, like, you know, it's a random occurrence that mm. happens. Like, usually these people are just walking along, and, yeah, a fire truck comes out of nowhere and runs over them. They're, mm. you know, they're on their way to a shop somewhere, which is random. So you would think, okay, that randomness could be controlled by some deity mm. or, it's, or, or not, you know, then why would you then pray? If he's actually watching out for, you know, a guardian angel, where was the guardian angel when the crisis began? Yes, yeah. You know, so... so it's um, like a guardian angel phone, like, well, boop, boop. Well, they, they, to Earth. Obviously, they're called by screams of pain. They, they, they're drawn in by screams of pain. Nice, nice. Oh, nice. It's like Lady Gaga fans. Awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> so that, so that was the, you know, that was the initial sort of questioning, and that lasted for a long time. And then all through college, in college, I actually had a relationship with someone who was very religious, and Ooh, it, was, do it. it was. Well, no, it was good because I ended up reading cover to cover the Bible multiple mm-hmm. times. And it was kind of, you know, that, that Julia Sweeney moment of like, have you read this thing? Yeah, I know. Like, this is awful. <laughs> this is so horrible. My God, how can you react? Can you listen to anything that's in this? So that was great. And then at the end of college, I found Michael Shermer's book, Why People Believe Weird Things. Mm. And that's where I first saw uh, the word skeptic and realized like, mm. oh, yeah, 
science is awesome and religion, not so much and non-critical thinking, not so much. And I think I'm a skeptic and little could I imagine that just a sheer, what, 15 years later, I'd be, uh, you know, introducing him and his lecture at, uh, in, in Vegas, oh, you know, wow. at uh, the amazing meeting number nine, which is kind of cool. That's how I introduced him. I said, this is the guy I read his book and this is, you know, I'm only here because I read this guy's book in essence 15 years ago, which was really cool. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. In Australia. I mean, we, I can call myself an atheist and very rarely do you get pulled up on it. You may have a conversation in a party or an argument in a party if someone feels like it, but I find that even nowadays, not so much. People just leave you alone, to be honest. I mean, we even have a right. pretty much a, an atheist prime minister at the moment, a, a female unmarried yes. atheist prime minister, Julia yeah. Gillard. So Sexy. Yeah, that's right. Redheads. Yay. <laughs> in America, is it, do you find it, can you just be an, an out atheist? Does it matter? I think it depends what part of the country you're in. I mean, I can only speak for sort of the Northeast, and the Northeast is pretty accepting and liberal. I think for the most part, people are accepting, and it's all in the presentation. I um, saw an episode of Top Gear where they had uh, <laughs> epitaphs on their trucks and anti-religious sentiments, yes. and then sort of had to drive very quickly. That was in the South, though. That was in the South. That was sort of, yeah. yeah, that was that was about as South as you can get to. Right. That, that okay. was sort of the essence of uh, South <laughs> American openness, yeah. shall we say. And I've been lucky enough to travel to, to a decent amount of the country, and for the most part, when you get into a conversation with someone, if it does come up, People tend to be, I don't know if surprised is the right word, but there sort of tends to be this, oh, okay, oh, oh, interesting, oh, like, and, and a curiosity. Mm. So if someone is religious, I've said, I've had some wonderful conversations with people that, that are believers that do have faith where they're just genuinely curious about how, you know, how I deal with holidays or how mm. I deal with grief or how I deal with, I was in a, 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 the gym once and was talking to someone and, and it was, you get to know characters in your life, mm. you know, that you don't necessarily know them, but it's the guy at the bakery. It's the guy at the gym. It's the, it's the, yeah. it's the, per, the mailman, whatever. So I'd seen this guy, you know, for months and months. And I think we just started talking one years. It was around Christmas time. And I had said that I enjoyed going to the Moravian Christmas Vespers concert mm. because mm. it's just a lovely setting. Mm. And I said, you know, as even though I'm an atheist, I still really enjoy that. And he kind of looked at me and he was shocked, you know, because <laughs> I don't know what he was expecting that, you know, this sort of polite, guy mm. could be an atheist and and, <laughs> yeah. and would know about the Moravian Vespers and would be interested in going, you know, and singing Christmas songs. And uh, he looked at me and said, you're an atheist. I said, yeah. And I said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, what do you do when you're sad? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what do you do when you're sad? <laughs> like, you know, I watch a movie or have mm. a chocolate sundae or go for a jog or get sad or, you know, like yeah. there's a, a trillion things that have nothing to do with religion. And he sort of said, oh, don't, yeah, I guess. You know, but that, that was so fascinating to me that that was the first question. Like, what do you do when you're sad? Like to me, so God, God makes you happy or is it a delusional bomb that you're, you know, yeah. covering yourself with, you, have, you know, yeah. you have something to turn to, I suppose. It's, uh, I it's, guess. I think with Tim Minchin, the uh, you, you know Tim Minchin, of course. Yes, uh, he um, he made a very good point. That very successful it. bastard. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Good, good to see the uh, Tim Minchin. The hair. That's it, the problem. That's, that's, that's I, right. know, I know. I know. I'm going to claim that. Please, Although, oh please, God, let it be his Australian attitude. <laughs> have, have a crack at some of that eye makeup, though. That's well, that could a little help bit too. of that glitter. He doesn't wear yeah. shoes. Uh, <laughs> but he made a comment in one of his songs. The, the um, white wine in the sun. Pardon. 
White, white wine, wine in the sun. sun. White wine in the sun. Thank you very much. And he talks about oh. how, like the uh, the songs are the, the songs are beautiful, but the, the religion is dodgy, and that's the sort of the same feeling. He loves the the hymns. He loves the sound of the hymn and the feel of the hymn because I think sure. it's human. It's a human feeling. I, I sort of didn't grow up in a major religious family, but sort of had had a religious background when I was younger, and. I enjoyed the. I still enjoy churches. I mean, I, I went to St. Peter's, the Basilica, and just stood there and just was in awe, but not because it was of God. I, I, my, I kept turning to my partner and saying, this is what humans can do. Like, this is the, this amazingly beautiful basilica is what humans can build when we're focused yeah. to build it. That, that awe, I think people mistake that awe. Personally, I think they're mistaking the awe for something supernatural when me, it's, it's, Wow, aren't humans amazing? Aren't we an amazing monkey? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. We are in great I, tape, to put it the right way. No, when I, when I was in, in England at the uh, Natural History Museum, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but this is, a, this is in essence, I mean, half of it is a cathedral mm. that was built, you know, 1860s, I think. And it's a massive church-like structure that is just Filled with dinosaurs. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, what's, what's like all of the... You know, what would be kind of the religious iconography mm. is nature based. So mm. you have, you know, monkeys climbing, you know, carved out monkeys climbing, climbing up, uh, uh, the walls and you have, you know, all kinds of just scientific things. Mm. And that same sense of awe, you know, happens when you walk in there and you realize that it, it can be this kind of guilt free awe. Because mm. <laughs> the, the reason the building was built was not to please some pope or some, you know, some community of weird thinking people, mm. but this was actually built for science and the advances that have come since this building has been built mm. have been tremendous so that was wonderful and yeah but it was identical to that sense of awe mm. but it was guilt-free right. oh, so i'm all for you know some fantastic atrium that you see built somewhere you know like airports like a really well-built mm. airport to me is just amazing <laughs> when it's thought out well and it's designed well and it's you know and it's beautiful and it's interesting and it has cool artwork i was just in an airport in detroit of all places okay. and it had this massive tunnel system that you had to walk through and its only purpose was just to get from one terminal to the next but it was this massive underground structure and they had done this light installation so as you walk through it was like you were going through you know the the heart of a jellyfish or something it was, it was, it was <laughs> wow. so cool it was so beautiful and it just existed for its own purpose mm -hmm. it wasn't there was no need. I mean, it was to get people from A to B, but I thought, wow, it was a sound installation and this light installation. And it just made those three minutes that you walked through it a wonderful experience. And I thought, how cool this is. And you don't need it to be, you know, this is in memory of St. Cyril or whatever the heck it would be. You know, yeah, it was yeah. just, no, this is just to get you from A to B and maybe make you smile. Isn't it nice that we can spend money on such simple things now as well, or time and energy, that it's, it's worthwhile, that we realize now, as you said before, saying it, uh, a church was a place to show you the, how great the afterlife was going to be, so therefore you should you know, give a tithe or you should give up your life. But nowadays we act, we're at the position where we can say, no, we're just going to make it an airport beautiful, because we can. Uh, actually, this yeah. life is the one that's yes. actually going to be a nice well, place to be right. in. It's not a, this is not a, actually, as if a, I was about to quote one of your own songs at you, but I won't do that. Because I just realized who I was talking to. <laughs> Feel free. Then you just have to pay me a dollar. But that's totally fine. <laughs> we do do a lot of lifting of content from other people's podcasts. It's all shuffled around. Tribute. Don't tribute. tell the people yeah. at yes, tribute. On. That's it. No, we're doing... You want homage. a tribute? Homage. Or, or it's homage. homage. That's, the word. that's what we're after here. Yes, so, theft okay, and homage so are very... We'd like to do a bit of a game if you're interested. I'm, I'm going to challenge Dan Beeston 
versus George Rab. So that one there. That's me. That's Dan. Versus George Rab. I'm going to... I've written down... He's looking very sceptical. <laughs> the get to the point, Greg. <laughs> I'm going to get to the point very quickly. But I've, hang on, I've written down quietly some scientific terms. I've written down... Dan hasn't seen them yet. So I'm just going okay. to show you them one after the other. And I want you to come up with a pickup line, the sexiest pickup line you can, using this concept. Does that make sense? Okay. I think so. <laughs> I'll start with you, George. So you come up. I'm just going to put it up to the camera, see if you can see it. I see it. Okay. Uh, you know, uh... Oh my god, I'm already, I'm already falling for him. <laughs> Quiet, you! Listen Don't put him off! Face. Don't put him off! That's cheating! You know, things are getting kind of boring here. Maybe we can, uh, we can just hop in my car and I can take you up to, uh, you know, LaGrange Point and we could, you know, just see what the view's like. Oh, LaGrange Point, well done, well done. It wasn't uh, LaGrange Point. I'm, I'm melting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan, uh, let's go through the crappier ones here. Okay, Dan. Your word? Yes, your right. word? Hang on, hang on. Can I just... Can I hear Gio's voice? Okay. I just, yes. Just nice... Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. It's like hearing in stereo. <laughs> Hush you. <laughs> okay, here's your word. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> good start. Good start. Hi, sweetie. Is it okay if I get cytoplasm all over your face? Oh no, that's no, that's that's what? bad. It's very that's, that's very adult. No, I've hang on. Again. Wow. No, that's, no, you failed. You failed. That's G- a, okay, wow. that's a failure. I think that's Geo One. It was yeah, Dan G- None. Geo One Dan. That was that was a bit actually. I'm, I apologise to my colleague there, Geo. Uh, yes. Hey, we call you Geo. That seems very personal. I just realised. No, it's fine. It's fine. What was odd was that Dan's word was face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he ran space. <laughs> But it's okay. just cytoplasm came out of nowhere. It's crazy. No one knows what happens. Like, here's the second one. So, Geo 1, Dan 0. Mil. Second. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> um. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm trying to not be too obvious, but I probably should just be obvious. Just be ob- you, you've, you've heard what we sound like. Just go with it. That's right. <laughs> you know, I was just sitting here, and it's lucky that my cocktail has ran out of ice because you were causing me one massive glacial surge awesome glacial surge uh, well done jesus man. awful i think Sorry. i'm about to catch up yeah, i think so yes i, I give you that one okay dan. dan there's your second one he's looking confused like he doesn't know what it is okay okay <laughs> if you let wait i'll let you see my paramecium if you let me see him uh, it's not too bad. Uh, uh, not, bad. Oh, not bad. Not yeah, bad. Not bad. Not I'm going to award it to Gio again. Damn it. Sorry. I didn't really know what a paramecium was. Sorry, Dan. Girls aren't into puns. That's, and what's... <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. One of them can like the puns. <laughs> there we go. Here's a hard one. So just... Oh, jeez Louise. Um, <laughs> when you smile at me, boy, you're just... You have such a beautiful smile. It's like it just... I can. I can almost see the... Aluminosilicates just reflecting off of your visage. It's amazing. That's not too bad, actually. I thought we thought you had it on that one. Aluminosilicates. That's not bad at all. All right. All right. All right. Well done. Well done. Okay, I'm coming back, everyone. Okay. Here we go. Here's a, here's an, I'm going to give Dan an easy one just to catch him up there. there you okay. Go. There's, there you go. All right. There you go. The word is vagina. <laughs> that would probably be harder than we think, actually. Be sexy. <laughs> attract a woman using yes. vagina. There you go. Ooh, I like it. There you go. Hi, sweetie. I. Maybe straight, but why don't I introduce you and let you into my center of curvature? 
Wait, deeper. Center of curvature. That's better. I just, I, I'm going to give this one to Dan. I'm going to give it to Dan, that one. Yes. I quite like the... Yes. yes that's well done. So it's, so it's Geo 2, Dan 1. Is this the last couple? This is the last Us one. Two? Let's, let's give it, let's give it. This is worth double. Should, should this we is worth double, should yes. We'll start with Dan this time. This time it's Dan. So there you go. The password is... <laughs> how, how... It's a hard one. <laughs> but you got to make it sexy. It's the important part. It's a real thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I may be trying to please you too hard now, but why don't I just degenerate pressure? That's the best you could go with with degenerate... Sorry, I just... I'm, 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 it was a heavy petting joke. <laughs> I liked it. You're too nice. Don't be nice to him. Don't encourage him. That's okay, the, you have to, sorry. You have to keep him down, otherwise. Okay, here's the last one. Ah, all right. Wow. Okay. Oh, I just realized. That wasn't the plan, by the way. I just realized... Yeah, I won't say anything. There you go. No. Okay. <laughs> this is okay. what I just did. <laughs> All right, sexy. <clears throat> yeah, sexy. You know, I could, I could drop some kind of a term on you, like geolithic or geopaleogic or geomorph. Shit, I forgot the word now. <laughs> I just messed up. Show me the word. God damn it. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Uh, I don't know. This, this is kind of against you, George. Oh, now I remember it. Now I remember it. Okay, yes, yes. Let's try that again. Come on, and a two, and a you know, babe, I could I could drop some kind of a term. Did we just lose him? Oh no! I think we just lost him. He's we... gone. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the winner by oh. default. I think we should get him back. I think we should get him back. I don't want to. <laughs> He's not online, isn't he? Yeah, the problem's at his end. Do you think he did? No, you don't think he just disconnected. Surely not. I think he did. He just went, no, I can't do it. He can't. I he can't, can't beat Dan. He can't beat Dan Beeston. And therefore, we've lost George Rabb. What Rab. was the word? Geomorphology. Poor motherfucker. No wonder he gave up. <laughs> just pulled the Wi-Fi out of the wall. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, so, we did get back in contact with Geo. We didn't just leave him hanging. But, of course, Dan... You still win the competition. Yeah, I still win. That's because he... he I he, beat him. And we did, we worked out that it was his technology that collapsed, not our technology that collapsed. Ipso facto, vis-a-vis, -vis, concordantly... There you go. Uh, by the laws invested in us by the power of the smart enough to know about a comedy blimp... I win by default. Default! To quote Homer Simpson. So, sorry, Gio. Uh, now, there are some other bits and pieces that we recorded with Geo, which will turn up progressively, probably in episode 17.5 in two weeks. Indeed, we can't but if you want to hear voice. more from him... Oh, it's lovely. If you want to hear more from Geo, uh, he has a podcast at geologicpodcast.com. Indeed. Or you go to geologicrecords.net to hear more of his music, because he is a multi-instrumentalist. Multi... Instrumentalist. You've got everyone, kind of a BBC One quality everyone, going on there. Thank you, well, thank you. Everyone say the word like I just said it then. If you're on a bus, that's even better. Multi-instrumentalist. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy multi-instrumentalist. Not Geo. Oh, no, I'm doing it again. And now we cross live to the smart enough to know better resident etymologist, Professor Wordsworth. <laughs> This is not my field of expertise! Hey, I found a way to make some money. <gasps> Brilliant! Yep. We're going to go mining. Awesome! Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. How familiar are you 
with the film's Nightmare on Elm Street. Johnny Depp gets stabbed in the guts. Yes, that's not what we... Oh. Good. Yes. yes. Yes, I know them. Yes, But good. what do you know about the folklore? Uh, he was. He either was a child molester or they thought he was a child molester. Yep. And, and then the, the parents get really angry and they immolate him, basically. Yes. And then he comes back through their nightmares! Yeah, it which has is it. big... Which means that when kids fall asleep, yes. Freddy's in their dreams. And then he kills them in the dreams. Yes, and then... Uh, they die in real life. That's right. Right. They die in real life. Now, at one point in the first film, the Mm -hmm. main character, she's in the dream and she's trying to wake up, but she can't wake up. Mm. So she gets her arm and whacks it on a really hot steam pipe. In the dream. In the dream. Wakes up, big welt on her arm from the steam pipe. That's how she knew she could die in the dream. Yeah. She (gasps) knows that she can be affected by stuff in the dream world. Right. Then, at the end of it, she grabs Freddy's hat and wakes up. And has Freddy's hat. That's cool. In his hand. That's a good way of getting clothes. Just g- grabbing Freddy's stuff. That's right. So Freddy's, Freddy's using stuff. an iPad too. You go yoink, and you run off. And you wake up, and you go, I got an iPad too. You're a step ahead of me. Oh. <laughs> because in Nightmare on Elm Street four and five, we oh, discover, and, and three, four, and five, <laughs> we discover that that people can actually control their dreams. Oh, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming, Ooh. where they they actually become dream warriors. <laughs> of course they do. Freddy Krueger 3, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, was called the Dream Warriors. Right. But it was right. concluded that in these dreams, you could become cartoon characters, you could become more powerful, you could weld electricity. If you were mute, you could speak. You could become who you wanted to be in the dream. And that gave you power inside the dream. So why didn't Freddy do that? Uh, he did. He became oh. like this nightmarish creature oh, okay. that could appear anywhere. Oh, and... I see. Right, yes. But, but when other people started doing it, he was kind of stuffed. Uh, was... Well, no, he would beat them most oh, of the time. Okay, right. Okay. He would pick a, even the cartoon character one. He yes. got nailed. Uh, well, slashed with knives. It's not much of a... So you'd just be Superman. But what I'm thinking, <laughs> you go into the dream world. Yes. Then you dream of like gold bullion. Yes. And then you wake up. With gold, bullion. with gold bullion. That's awesome. We're mining the dream world. That's, and finally making that useless place uh, economically responsible and fiscal. That's brilliant. Yes. And I, now <laughs> there'd probably be some danger pay. Well, yes, because Freddie... Freddy, You'd have to deal uh, with Freddie Krueger. I, I was about to say Freddie Mercury will come and kill you. Freddie Mercury. Uh, is he as we're talking about here? Oh, no, no, no. It's like, who wants to live forever? Ah, it's Freddie we've, Mercury! We've, we've, got, we've got a new position in our dream mining company. That's, uh, another one bit the dust. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right and of course every month we'll have the we are the champion award now i got very excited because i was like wait a second everyone's always looking for those amazing gadgets like yes. ipad 2 yes, yes. like the, the stuff of dreams mm. or stuff you could only dream about mm-hmm. we could mine stuff you could only dream about mm. I, no you've lost me no you could go into the dream and dream of something and go i'm dreaming of an ipad 4 which is much better than an ipad 2 Oh, I and see. And then come out of the dream world. All that R&D is already done for you. I see. But you, you, they'd sue you. They'd go, where the hell did you get that from? You can't just get an iPad 4 from the dream future. No, no. Then and you they, go there and you, and, and you sell that to them. And they go, well, I mean, no one else can use this IP, but we can use this IP oh. and use the technology inside it. But I realized that there was a stumbling point. Oh, uh, what's that? When you're in it's the dream fictional. world, you're... You're not very good at making rational decisions. Oh. So you'd probably come back with a with an iPad 4, but when you turned it on, it would only do Etch-A-Sketch stuff yes, of your yes, ex-girlfriends. Or, 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 or more importantly, you'd switch on your iPad 4 and it would only run Windows 8. Yes. Yes, it's something you go, no! And then you have to throw it away. 
An exciting lineup for the fifth race in the Smart Enough Derby. We've got on the inside rail in the number one block, rushing for the post in the number two. Then the favourite, pipped at the post. Number four, coming up the outside. Then anything coming from Mars, and it's going to be close. Number seven is two and a half lengths behind, then falling back. And they're off. Awkward start for Pipped at the Post, but falling back broke well, followed by rushing for the post, going to be close and on the inside rail. Coming up the outside is up and on the pace as they make their way into the first turn. On the inside rail is coming up the outside after that tardy beginning to battle with the leaders. Going to be close is ripping up the pitch, followed by falling back. A length and a half to anything coming from Mars. Two and a half lengths behind and Brokewell are tearing ahead as they come into the home stretch with Pipped at the Post coming third and falling back, falling back. Out of the final turn and it's rushing for the post, rushing for the post. Coming up the outside is coming up the outside with on the inside rail, on the inside rail. Followed by two and a half lengths behind, two and a half lengths behind. It's Pipped at the Post surging ahead, followed by anything coming from Mars and it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Pipped at the post and anything coming from Mars. Pipped at the post, anything coming from Mars. And Pipped at the post was Pipped at the post. Anything coming from Mars has taken it. This long shot has come through and the bookies are not going to be happy about that one. <laughs> what are the chances? Dan? Yes? You're a patriotic Australian? No. Oh. But you know, the the point is that, that yep. we live in Australia, yes. and, and, and we quite like Australia. Australia is a good country to live in. Yes? Yes. I quite like Australia. I think yeah. I, I've traveled the world, and I think actually all the places I've traveled, when I come home, I go, I'm really happy that I live in Australia. I think it's a good balance of first world and socialist kind of ideas. And yeah, I think we live in a pretty good place. All right. So, and there's a, there's a national anthem, of course. Yes. We have a national anthem. And uh, how does that go, Dan? Uh, Australians all let us rejoice, mm-hmm. for we are young and free. We are. With golden soil and wealth for toil. That's true. Our home is girt by sea. We're girt, everyone. We're girt. We are, I love girt. We have girdings. Yes, we have girtings. We are girt we're by sea. We're outlined by sea. It's all it says. Yes. I had a friend who said that there's a, um, that uh, she wanted to do a jewellery company called Girt, which I thought was very clever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isn't that good? Maybe outside of the hills. Very good. Our land abounds in... Nature's where, gifts. Of beauty, rich, rich and rare. And rare. Uh, it, at every stage, no. In history's page. History's every, page, let every stage advance Australia fair. Right, that's our national anthem. In joyful terms, now let us oh, sing. Oh, strains. Strains. Strains? Strains. Joyful terms. Joyful terms. In joyful strains, then let us sing. Or some people say tones, but it's originally it was strains. Yeah. We're old, so it's strains. Okay. So, and, and actually what's weird is the new schools that I teach in now, they also say strains. So I think it was a weird moment where we don't like straining. No one strains anymore. We're all toning. And then everyone realized when you hear... S- strains you, does not sound good. No, no, but, but I think... It's it, like I think when you actually hear people them. sing it, you go, no, we are straining quite yeah. badly. So yeah, we don't want, we, we're not toning. Anyway, the point of this is that's the national anthem. Well, that's the first verse. And there, there are five verses to the song, but yep. there are only two officially mm. to the the national anthem. Now, the second one. Yes. I know it starts with Beneath Our Radiant Southern Cross, but I had to go um, look it up because I felt a bit. Uh, we toil with hearts. Uh, and God hands. save our gracious gift. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of these fans here. Because when so, I was a kid, it, it was God save the Queen, wasn't it? Th- no. No? You're not that old, Dan. You're not that old. When I was in grade one, I had to sing God save the Queen. So obviously, our teacher had to. Had, that doesn't make any just sense. Just went, you know what? I'm not having any of this advanced Australia fan on. They're doing the proper anthem. That's weird because you're not that you're not old enough. Mrs. For... Bruce was very old, and I think she, she yes. forced us to sing the wrong answer because she wasn't holding with any of these new ideas. That's weird. But even when you were in grade one, 1980. That... 
No, we were two? definitely had. That's it's <laughs> 1982. That doesn't make any sense. That's just mad. Anyway, odd, isn't it? So, so the official, the official second verse is beneath our radiance. I'm going to sing it. Beneath our radiance, Southern Cross will toil with hearts and hands to make this commonwealth of ours renowned of all the lands. For those who've come across the seas with boundless place to share. See, I'm straining. With courage, let us all combine to advance Australia fair. In joyful strains, then let us sing advance Australia fair. How do you strain joyfully? What? What? Hey, Nothing. What? Lopey used to do it. <laughs> she did, but she wasn't Australian. Now, that's our, that's our official second verse to our national anthem. I really like it. Beneath the radiant Southern Cross, we toil with hearts and hands to make mm-hmm. our youthful commonwealth round of all the lands. Uh, in fact, it's, it's under a star. So yep. It's something we can see. I mean, a lot of people have the Southern Cross, but it's, we claimed it. So as other Southern places, but okay. And we're all working together to make our land great. It doesn't yep. make a difference if you're black, white, yellow, brindle. It makes no difference. Uh, or what religious persuasion brindle? you are, or, uh, what, just, what's Brindle? What's Brindle? Brindle. Black, white. Oh, look it up. It's Brindle. Brindle. The point of this is I like our verse. Now, there's a score. This is what made me. I, I'm, not that, I'm, not, I'm not a big patriot. I must admit. I don't. I'm not. I, I like Australia, and but I'm not a big, like, our country, right or wrong. Or like, I found that really You're not weird. very jingoistic. No, not at all. But there's a school in Australia that mm-hmm. decided that they were going to get the kids to sing the national anthem. Yep. Which is fine. Yeah, that's good. Instill the children a bit of idea of who they are and, and what they are, especially yep. if you use the second verse. But then they went, ah, oh, we're going to write our own verse to the national anthem. Yeah, and then and this is the one they came up with with snags and ruse and cans of beer and <laughs> an esky full of more beer. So instead of Beneath our radiant southern cross, we toil with hearts and hands. Yep. They've got, with Christ our head and cornerstone. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let, me, let me read the whole thing. Let me sing the whole thing. With Christ our head and cornerstone, we'll build our nation's might. It gets worse. Whose way and truth and light alone can guide our path aright. Our lives a sacrifice of love, reflecting our, our, reflecting our master's care, with faces turned to heaven above, advance Australia fair, and we start straining. Ah, oh, I started straining in the first line. I'm freaked out by that. Hey, you can't change the national anthem. You can, you can sing the Christian happy song or whatever you want to sing, but you go, we are not a religious nation. How does it make you feel? I, yeah, but, it, uh, it, yeah, uh, no, uh, no, no. Yeah. No, very bad. So very through, bad. Let's get through it again. Let's each line by line, because uh, Dan, Dan nearly popped the gasket then. With Christ our head and cornerstone, we'll build our nation's I m- don't might. remember Christ being any, a head and cornerstone to anything. Not in our country. He's no. not. We are a secular nation, and middlely most people are Christians, but we are not run by Christian law. Yeah. And we're not a Christian nation. We're allowed to have haircuts. Yes, that's right. We can... We can we're not allowed to have <laughs> slaves from neighbouring countries. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Whose way and truth and light are alone can guide our path of right. So that's the whole point of, well, you've just told everyone there's only one way of doing it, and that's our way. Our way, or not Yahweh, our way. Ah, that's a little religious joke there. It's Yahweh or the highway. <laughs> our lives a sacrifice of love. I don't see love as wow. sacrificing. Mm, reflect our master's care. So you're sacrificing love, which means that you don't get love, you give your no, love away. Li- we, we sacrifice of love. So they're sacrificing themselves to love. Okay, fair enough. You want to read it nicely? Okay, cool. Reflect our master's care. I've always had a weird thing of not being someone's slave. 
I know it's weird. Mm. I know, but master, I think the whole this is all very medieval to me. His face is turned to heaven above. Advance Australia Fair. I watched a wonderful video from a fellow on the internet named Thunderfoot. He's got a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And he brought up a very interesting point about the fact that it's always about that the Lord is my shepherd and he, mm. he looks after us. But shepherds don't keep sheep because they like sheep. Shepherds keep sheep because they like wool and mutton. It's <laughs> very true. Well, also, this is a terrible metaphor. Well, is, is he looks You're like, being harvested. Well, and he's your master. And the kingdom, with those beautiful signs, uh, the Christadelphian churches have these beautiful signs to go past them. And, and, and the one I always loved the best was, democracy will fail. But it's really a big threat. What they're saying is we want to go back to a king. And it's the perfect king, but I don't believe in perfection. But let's just go back to this for a moment. All right. I find that really hard to deal with because you've told these children. And look, as I said, it's a Christian school. They can sing whatever they like. The parents are paying. The parents understand what their kids are going there for. They can, that's what the parents have decided. They can still in them what they want. I don't agree with that. Hey, we live in Australia. You can do what you want with your cash and your children. Fine. What I don't like is what they've said is this is the national anthem. This is what Australia stands for. Mm. No, no, it's not. That's not what Australia stands for. That's what your school stands for and maybe your church stands for. So basically what you're against is children being brainwashed yes, in this pretty... specific instance rather than the generic and encompassing well, Christian instance yeah, yes. of brainwashing yeah, children. It, it seems very specific to me and, and there's been a bit of an outcry and they, they, the principal came out of that school and said, oh, we don't see a problem with it. Christian Schools Australia Chief Executive Stephen Doherty told the ABC that there is nothing wrong with singing an additional verse. Quote, what sort of nation is it if somebody wants to stop young kids from singing that they want to be servants of their nation, that they want to build community on the strong foundations of their belief in God? Okay, let's break that sentence down. The first part, I don't want to stop kids singing they want to be have servants of their nation. I have no problems with that. We already have a really good verse for that, and that goes, Beneath our radiant southern cross, we toil with hearts and hands to make our youthful commonwealth renowned of all the lands. It says the same thing, but Christ is not involved. No God is involved. What they're saying is, we all got to work together under the stars, the uncaring stars, to make our planet better. And I really like that. So I have a big problem with, well, no one's stopping you doing that, but we have but national anthems already does it. And they, who wants to build a strong community on sorry, a community on the strong foundations and their belief in God? That's cool too. It's not the national anthem. No. Kids are really easily fooled too. I was indoctrinated I was, as I was eight for. years old and I ordered a book from a book club mm. called Real Magic Tricks. And I was like, Yeah, real magic tricks. And I finally <laughs> got this book, and inside it's all just you you got to set things up and get yeah, like a carrot yeah. to replace your thumb and all the, <laughs> and they were all they were all trick it's all trickery, trickery there was yeah. no real magic in there at all I was so disappointed but you learned a valuable lesson that day no I didn't oh, I was okay. still so naive it took me another couple of years to go to make that connection <laughs> they lied about this book without lying about everything I'll buy the next real magic book there is no magic oh big hugs to Dan but I think. What we need is for our listeners, this is open to anyone in the world, yeah. Australia or not Australia, yes. to write the second verse of the national anthem. If the Christian schools can have their second verse national anthem, I think anybody can. So, dear listener, what I want you to do is to write down, make sure it does pass properly and it's, the sentences are correct. Yeah. I want you to construct a second verse that I will sing on this podcast, or Dan will. 
He doesn't know this yet. We'll sing them, <laughs> and we will pick the best one. We will do this for a couple of months. We no- we'll, once we get our two entrants that we normally get, and yep. it's a real competition, then we will sing them out, and we will... we will. Or you can sing them. If you want to sing them, <gasps> even better. If you want to re- <laughs> sing in, uh, sing in, or sorry, get into our podcast and sing the second verse of, of the Australian National Anthem, we will pick the best one. But we'll do it for you, too. Bonus points if you also rewrite the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> It make it secular. It still has to say the same thing. Yeah. It has to say the same thing. <laughs> That's going to be hard because the first line is, Our Father who, who art in heaven. heaven. But go, Our Father is statistically unlikely to be in heaven. Not be but here. still, potentially... Well, we can't prove that it's not. You we can't, can't prove, prove a negative. Yeah. Our Father who... who okay. We not, can't prove... Let's not confuse the issue. What I want... Dan can do his crazy thing. What I want is the second verse of the Australian National Anthem. Follow me thy name. So, so stop it. Stop talking. What I, be quiet now with your mouth talking bit. Don't let sunlight get in there because it might burn you. So email in with your uh, your second verse in the Australian National Anthem and we will sing it or you can sing it or someone will sing it on the podcast. And the best one will win a prize. Probably a Crypto Zoo shirt. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm going to sing it in crunk. <laughs> You're going to crunk it up. <laughs> crunk it up. I'm going I'm, I'm to dubstep at the moment. Yeah. So I'm going to get some fat South London beats. <laughs> Walk um, of shame. All right. We're going to take a little walk, walk of, of shame. shame. I'm going to watch Dan dig a hole and then bury himself deep within the hole. Stop it. Dave Doug. Sorry. I, I'm this in a is, singing mood today. This is painful enough <laughs> as it is. Oh. Once again, oh. I have... Oh, you've made something up. Created you? something oh, that doesn't that exist, twice. and not even, not even, not even easily. Just gone. Oh, that's easy to explain. Mm. I've somehow convinced myself of a fairly which one, man? Which one? Last podcast, yeah. I said that at the Olympic Games they no longer hand out gold medals. You made me believe this. Yes, I, I said they're silver, and you said that, but they'd be gold plated. I yes. said no, oh. they're not gold plated. They go the... through some sort of scientific process. What sort of that is Greg Wiles? The outside of the silver. Yeah. So it's gold colored silver. Right. That doesn't even exist. No, no, I, I, what am I, I talking I, about? I, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I, I worry. So what is it, Dan? So gold medals. The last series of Olympic medals to be made of solid gold were awarded at the 1912 Olympic Games in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Olympic gold medals are required to be made from at least 92.5% silver and must be plated with oh. a minimum of six grams of gold. Right. There you go. So it is plated. It's gold-plated silver. So, hang on, what we're trying to say is, I was right. You were right. Right. By using common sense. (laughs) And I was very wrong, because I made something up that doesn't exist. It's pretty crazy. But I'm glad we sorted that out. That's nice, and that's good. For an entire month, people were going, well, that's okay. um, Who would make that up? Dan Beeston would. Yeah. And you can, you can yell at him at dan at smartenough.org. But please do. I did not deserve <laughs> to be treated well after that. <laughs> but we've corrected Luna, it. Chris. We've corrected it. Well, you've corrected it. Well done. That's good. And, and the, can I give you another one that was interesting? A, a, um, a listener got in and put it on the form. It's fault. It's fault again. Fault's peep. She goes through everything we say with a fine tooth comb and points out when we're wrong. Which is mm. good. I thought it was a mistake going, oh no, we love people who are pedantic. And then because suddenly they, they come out of a woodwork. <laughs> and it just, and from a logistics point of view, it takes forever to go through it. That's true. And it's good, though. So the one that I was interested in, the, she made a comment. You made a, sorry, you made a comment that giraffes are mute. 
yeah. because they have a long vagus nerve because their necks are so long and it goes around the bottom of the heart and, yeah. and they can't make a noise. She points out, and it is correct, that they can make noise, they're just not very good at it. They don't, they don't kind of go, mm. El sola mio. They, they go, ah! Yeah, that's what they can do. Yeah. But that's, they're not technically mute. Mute would mean that they couldn't make noise, but they can. I said, in a tweet, I said uh, I was yeah. moving heaven and earth, but that's easy because it's just pushing some soil and some air around and moving yeah. some air. And someone went, well, you don't move air, you displace air. <laughs> what the f*** is wrong with you people? <laughs> well, you can, you can move air. I can put air in a box and take it somewhere else. That's moving air. I know, but... If, no. I, walk, if I walk into a room, I'm displacing air, but the air is moving. That's pe- over-pedantic. That's, yeah, it's, you it's know, needlessly semantic. That's right. It's technically correct. The best sort of correct. <laughs> don't tell them that, because they'll just keep d- writing in. <laughs> But we learn things. That's awesome. Anything else? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, sister. Yes, sis. Thanks, Greg, for bringing it up. Let me tell you what else I got wrong. <laughs> so you said Uh-oh. Cyclone Tracy was Category 5 or Category 4. I'm not sure. And I went, it was Category 5. Right. It was Category 4. Right, okay. It would have been a 3 on the hurricane scale. I see, yeah. But it hit a major population centre and on really Christ- just... On Christmas Day and no one was prepared for it and that was really bad. It's one of the things I was terrified of. You hear all the stories as a kid, you go, oh, and like people being cut in half. And mm. None of these stories actually happened. But it's, it, I remember being terrified living in North Queensland that this giant cyclone. Cyclones were going to come out and attack me. Yeah. And, uh, but then when they actually happened, they're the most fun things in the world. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. I really enjoyed my three major cyclone experiences when I was a child <laughs> uh, to the point where the one of them the middle one I think it was Charlie the family we had like two families who sort of lived together and, mm. and this other family they, they would oh like they, that is it they were itinerant pickers and they would sort of wander around Australia um with their son. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah fish what? bowl full of keys and stuff. Oh, I don't think so. Didn't realise you grew up in sort of a commune? No, no, well, yeah, well, yeah that's true, yeah. Actually, well, yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Now, they had a caravan. <laughs> we should get your parents and my parents together. <laughs> yeah, they no, 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 Dan. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> that's a bad idea. They'd buy a coffee farm together. <laughs> ostriches. Run around in Nothing but ostriches. <laughs> Togas or something. Anyway, Moomoo's as far as the eye could see. This family had a caravan to live in, and they wouldn't survive, so we invited them into our house. That was great. So we were also in the house while this, this quite large cyclone does its thing. Yep. I actually go, like, high-speed winds, and then, of course, the eye of the storm goes pretty much straight over Bowen, North Queensland, so mm-hmm. it's very, very quiet. I sneak out. I was a small child, and so I was very good at creeping. I creep out and go and hide in the caravan as the winds pick up. And so I'm like, yeah, having a grand old time, not realizing how... Oh, this ca- caravan is, is, like, nailed to the floor and covered with right. rope. But still, it, you know, it's yeah. ridiculous. There's a reason everyone came in. Yeah, out that's, and, and even our house could have got torn apart. Yeah. It was one of the things like we could have lost the house. And my father had to come out, and and, and they're looking for. Me. They thought I'd been dragged off another wind or something. And he came out. And, like I remember quite clearly, my father like manfully fighting the cyclone, coming out to check in the <laughs> windows. And I was so scared, not of the cyclone, but of my father. Uh-huh. I hid. So he's like looking through windows, going, "Greg, you peeping, please, please." It's like ah, ah. the scary wind isn't scary. The large man of the window <laughs> is and then he dragged me by the ear back inside uh, and I was chastised appropriately yeah he brought out the lead pipe in the in the hose <laughs> the, the, the shambok no 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 back then we were beaten around the face no he went I was beaten around the face I referred to an island in the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Oh yes we didn't know that one uh, impossible island it's, and it was, is, it, is it that impossible that it doesn't exist well, it exists. It's not called Impossible Island. Right. It's called Inaccessible Island, uh, which is slightly less yeah, fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, still yeah. pretty good. You can't get to it. But I it said is that. There. I said that. I rather erroneously threw out a number and just went. It has eight hundred meter cliff faces all yeah. around and it. And I did call you on that. You did. I, I mean, that's that's almost that's a kilometer space, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> 
it's a long way. How tall are these inaccessible cliffs? 300 meters. That's still not bad. That's still cra- that's, that's a, not bad. That's a, that's a climb. Stand, I'll stand corrected. That's not too bad. I, yeah. I, that's much higher than I thought. That's, but it's, that's like the cliffs, cliffs of Moa sort of high in Iowa. That's not that high. That's, they're big cliffs. Yeah. And But there's a place out there just nearby called uh, Tristan de Kuna, otherwise known as the Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh. 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 Edinburgh of the Seven Seas, and their exports are lobsters and stamps. (laughs) And and suicide. (laughs) Suicide in large numbers. (laughs) That's a terrible thing to say. I I said the cliffs of Moa are about 300 metres. They're about 215. Okay, I I thank you. Where's that? Where's the Oh, okay. Cliffs of of Moa. I can't actually do it properly. Every Irish person listening to this went, I hate you! Can we go get the cliffs of Moa? But it's not right. Moa. It's it's sort of Moa. And every time you say it to an Irishman, they go, no, 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 cliffs of Moa. And you go, cliffs of Moa. And they go, no, 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 the cliffs of Moa. No, the cliffs of Moa. No, no, you're missing the entire way of doing it. It sounds exactly the same! I have this conversation with the frog princess at least twice a week. Because she's French. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes. We probably should explain that. Well, that's why she's called the Frog Princess. It doesn't. She may just be ugly. Uh-oh. Point taken. <laughs> I need you to entertain me melodically. <laughs> time for a song. It is time for a song. And to tie it in to our wonderful interview E today, Mr. George Hrab, we're going to be playing one of his songs. Now, I think it was the third podcast we played one of his songs. He very nicely let us use Death in the Skies back when we were still teething. Yep. Back over a year ago, in fact. We were running around in diapers. That's right. He went, yes, you may have my song. Just the Actually, theme of he, the episode, he would not <laughs> because we were young. <laughs> we just liked that sort of thing. It was hot. We needed some, some sort of clothes. He it let was us use hot. It, and it was <laughs> So we've decided that, well, I wanted to tie it in as well with what we were talking about earlier on, as in the national anthem and, and Christian uh, national anthem and the competition. Remember the competition, ladies and gentlemen. Get in with your national anthem yep. for Australian, based on Advanced Australia Fair, the second verse. We'll sing it here on the podcast. So, Dan, feast your ears on this.
And there we have it, God Is Not Great by Mr. George Frab, off his latest album, Trebuchet. That's probably my favourite song off the whole album. It's really ballsy. I, I like that one because it just flat out says it. It's not kind of trying to be clever. and I mean, it is clever in its way, but it's, it just goes, here's what I believe, here's what I think, and I'm just going to say it. You're not trying to... That, that could be quite offensive to some people, but that's okay. That's what it's about. Mm. But uh, you know what? It's offensive to him. Like, I love that the phrase, I'll plainly scream and cause a scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It so, really is f***ed up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, and it's a terrible, terrible thing that anyone would worship this petty psychopath that's true even as you're forced to yeah forced to okay yes i I will plainly scream too yes i will pick apart pastors on twitter indeed you will dan well done that's make no sense to anyone you know what i'll explain it there i'm following a guy on twitter by the name of peter pilt peter pilt peter pilt he's a a, a reverend or a pastor peter pilt pastor peter pilt Mm -hmm. and he's from now awesome pastor peter pilt 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 i'm just gonna say it forever now Past Peter Pilt, past Peter Pilt. Past, even if it makes any sense. and multi-instrumentalist, past uh, Peter Pilt. Must, multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> and he said, he came on and he had a tweet which basically said, oh, geez, astrology, how 1980s, why does anyone even believe any of that stuff anymore? <laughs> and I pointed out, you believe that there is a man in the sky with a beard who can turn people into salt. Mm. Glass houses? Really? Hey, that was my, my, yeah, my, my, my hashtag, it's... glass houses. Clever. And and he responded and he went yes I do yes I do that's, yes that's, I do that's what I got I, I when, when I saw that when I went if you're I went oh Dan's Dan's attacking some guy well done Dan and then his response was yes I do and that's all it was I went uh, what that's not even trying to justify yeah, it that's just like yes I am a hypocrite I believe in magic and I don't believe in your magic I only believe in the good magic from the good Lord he's like mm. he didn't wasn't he... are we back to Freddie Freddie Mercury <laughs> Freddie Mercury. We can't, no one can diss Freddie Mercury. I'm sorry. I, I am a Queen fan, I must admit. And Queen is an awesome band, and you should all listen to more Queen. And you should also listen to more George Rabb. There you go. That was, that was a time we needed, I think. And you also need to listen to Dan at smartenough.org. But you should never listen to Greg at smartenough.org. If you would like to contact us and tell us where we're wrong, where we're right, and how attractive we sound on air, oh, yeah. feel free hang to on, email on, us. Let me try it again. Multi-instrumentalist. Nice. Thank you. Then contact us by email or jump into the forums and muddle around in the, the, the waiting pool that is in there Excellent. that awaits you. And we shall see you for the point five, and then for the 18 and then for the ones leading off into the distance, we'll just keep making podcasts. If you have enjoyed this podcast, feel free to jump into iTunes and click on the little star buttons. Yes, please. If you've hated it, get in there too and click on the one star buttons, but understand that I'm not going to appreciate that. We'll just cry. But also give us a review. Say what you like, say what you don't like. Uh, we would like people to sort of hear us. We think we have something to say. Pass it on to your friends. Now, uh, if you tuned in just to listen to George Trab then there will be a little bits and pieces in the next point five. But we'd like to think that we've been so charming and so <laughs> debonair that you'll give us a second chance. Maybe subscribe to the podcast or simply go to the website, smartenoff.org, and go back to some of the old ones. I would heartily recommend episode 9.5, which is probably my favourite one so far, but there are some really smick ones in there. And we will pimp ourselves unabashedly. This is what we do, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you li- tuned Multi- in... Multi-instrumentalists. If you tuned in just to listen to George and you happen to be organising some sort of atheist or sceptic event, your old friends Greg and Dan <laughs> are happy we'll be to there. out. We'll... We will 
We, uh, we will buy our own plane flights to get down there. We will repel in from the Smart Stuff to Know Better comedy blimp, and we will definitely be at your talking point. We're Australians. How bizarre is that? We can somehow stand on the bottom of the world and not fall off like some sort of gravity magicians. I'm not helping, am I? There is no magic. Learn <laughs> that grade three. <laughs> I'm recording, yep. and you boys are recording. Yes. So what we'll do is I'll count down. I'll go three, two, one, clap. All right? Oh. And then we'll be, you guys will be able to sync up the file oh together. Oh, my God. All you're right? a drummer. This is, this is where it all falls down for me. <laughs> no, it's just very simple. It's, yeah, you'll be able to sit here. So it'll be three, two, one, clap. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, damn it. I missed it. What? Wow. <laughs> okay. That's um, good okay, start. Yeah, my turn. Good my start, turn. Okay, here we go. I'm Ready? sorry for my go. friend here. Uh, Dan's not doing very well. Uh, here we go. All right. Three, three, two, one, clap. That's how you do it. All right. There we go. I think you were fast. Don't you, you didn't even clap your hands together. Don't you talk to me, man. All right. None of that rubbish. <laughs> it's a good beginning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan, that makes you the victor. Through default. Default. Did you say victor or victor? Because I don't want to be victor. This is a very angry podcast. Here's some stuff. Now we're going to yell about it. Ah! I woke up angry. Nothing changed. That's it. Woo! What else we got? That's it? That's it. That, that, no. No. You can't, just, you can't just stop an interview. Go with the magic here. Oh, yeah. That can't be the end of a... a... <laughs> No, no, you were there. You, we would just listen to you have the interview. <laughs> Good point. This realization, this second realization, betrays the fact that, and, and it shows our hand that we recorded it a month ago. <laughs> Is that? Oh, hang on, now I'm confused. Now I'm really confused. Wait, are you actually saying it to me, or are you? Do just we need to, to sit down to do or watch some time travel? We, we should watch Primer but, but yeah, to get us yeah, in the mood. No, no, to wait, 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 wait. This. What I don't understand, Dan, is is this Dan telling Greg this, or is this Dan in the? Pod, as in the podcaster telling Greg the podcaster, or was it actually Dan going, no, Greg, you should know this? You know what I'm saying here? No, no, it's, it's Dan in the podcast right. going, we just listened to you discover oh. that. Okay, okay, right, yes. Both of us went, just, the, the, as far as the audience is concerned, yes. four seconds ago, we both went, hey, it just dropped out, right. and it's not coming back. Okay, cool. All right, then we can't put, we can't put this in the podcast. This is madness. Come. Dot net. Dot net com. <laughs> Go to geocomnet.org au zz. Do a, do a search <laughs> for geologic, for George Rab. Do a, do a search, no, do, do a search for skeptics. Do, do, you know what? It'll be in our links. It'll be in the show notes. Go to the show notes. Go to smartenough.org. Dot .org. Go to smartenough.org. No, no, no. no I am not ending the podcast. I'm babbling crazy, but we don't know anything about anything. It's not how this is going to run.